love it when a leader says, I have no interest in fashion, but I love that story. And I'm like, oh, you do have an interest in fashion because you're not naked. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. Today is another special day with a special guest. Um, I have a queen today, Courtney Heron. She is a Los Angeles-based artist and style enthusiast with a passion for muted colors, abstract shapes, quotes of positivity, and the Black female perspective through portraiture. And with me being a Black female and her being a Black female, of course, we're a little bit biased there. So welcome, Courtney, to the show. I'm so, so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for the very special welcome. It's great to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I just want to give a little background of how I encountered your work first. I was a sales director for a uh, female collective and initiative uh, called The Riveter that had a um, series of co-work spaces nationally, um, probably about 10 at the time before COVID hit. And um, I'm here in LA and I remember seeing this very positive work in the West LA location. Um, it was abstract. Um, I knew that we had a goal of highlighting, you know, female artists. But again, a lot of these spaces end up when they say feminism, it usually means like white feminism, let's be real. <laughs> and so I was so excited to find out that it was a black woman, which is like always makes me happy. Everyone that knows me, they're like, Nicole, you're like the most uh, pro black woman person I've ever met in my life um so that also was just an added layer like ah all right my people um so that was my first encounter with your uh beautiful work it's very uplifting and positive I know that art you know runs the gamut and spectrum of like weird and deep and dark and um political and you know, social, making social impact, but yours is really um, a mood booster. So that is one of the things that I, uh, which helps people work, right? Totally. Absolutely. I feel like we need more of that, just, you know, positivity surrounding us in our everyday life, even in our art. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. And another uh, layer too, is just, you know, what I've noticed, which I love a trend just because of all the civil unrest and what 2020 brought us is this highlight of um, black joy. And I love that, you know, people are turning off the news, you know, although, you know, it's good to know what's going on, but at the same time, um, it's important to just, you know, humanize us and know that we are not just all about trauma and trauma porn, that we are waking up, you know, with a high frequency, you know, and we have many moods and many emotions and one of them, you know, predominantly is joy. Yes, couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, um, so art, I've never, I rarely meet LA natives. You are from here, is that correct? I am, yep, born and raised in Los Angeles. Cool. And um, you went to art school here. Is that right? Well, I ended up going to UC Davis. Um, I knew that I didn't want to go to art school specifically. Um, when I went to college, I so I, I studied art all throughout high school and when I was young and all that stuff. But I knew, like I said, I knew I didn't want to necessarily go to art school. I kind of wanted to kind of just see what else was out there. I didn't want to um, kind of like 
uh, keep myself in this mold of, of only being an artist. And so I went, when I went to UC Davis, I ended up studying graphic design. So um, it was kind of like a happy medium for me um, just to kind of bridge like the digital world and then my artistic side. And it really wasn't until after I graduated college and, you know, life happens and, you know, you find a job and the ups and downs of post-grad life. Um, I really didn't step into art until more recently, um, maybe like 2016-ish is when I really kind of just fully embraced it again back into my life. Excellent. And I know, I mean, I forgot I've done so much reading on you because I like to be prepared <laughs> of big journalism vibes, but um, you've been painting all your life. Like you kind of knew as a child. Is that right? Yeah, I, I definitely did. I feel like art was just something that always followed me around. Um, you know, I started when I was pretty much three years old and, and never really put the paintbrush down all throughout high school. So, you know, even if I wasn't painting every day necessarily, I've always had that artistic um, itch and, and bug within me to, to just be creative in general. Everything, I feel like everything I do just has this layer of artistic creativity to it. Um, you know, whether I was actually painting or just sketching or, you know, doing graphic design, it, it always had this, there's always this layer of, of art that always kind of followed me around um, for my whole life. Yeah, and, and let me ask you this, just because, um, you know, there's been a generational shift, right? I think originally, I'm raised by boomers, um, yep. you know, they were in IT, you know, something yep. very secure, and then before that, you know, I had um, family members, you know, in the army and things like that. Just very secure, traditional paths to adulthood. Did you feel like this was encouraged? You had the support of your family and your parents to pursue, um, you know, the arts as a career? You know, I definitely did. Uh, throughout childhood, my parents have always been super, super supportive and encouraging of everything that I've ever wanted to do, um, and especially art. You know, I was in art classes outside of school. Um, and, you know, I feel like especially now they kind of see, I think they recognize the, the shift because, you know, my parents are big on like academia and you know, my dad was a professor and, you know, just I feel like they always push for education. Um, so, you know, going to college was expected, you know, getting good grades was expected. Um, finding a job after college, in a sense, was expected, something that could, you know, support me. But I think that they, too, have noticed this shift um, in just how young people are navigating life at this time. You know, you know, we're still not necessarily homeowners yet. We are kind of just figuring stuff out. We, you know, people are kind of uh, pausing the need to have kids right away. Like, I feel like there's a lot of different things that have, there's this paradigm shift, I, I feel like right now happening um, with with just young people, younger people. And and I think that that they, they've noticed that and I appreciate that because um, I feel like I've been really able to kind of step into this artistic side and not necessarily have this pressure of, you know, okay, you need to buy a house right now, you need to settle down, you need to do, you need to do things the way we did it back then. Um, so it, it's always been, um, they've always been super, super supportive. And I think more now because they see, okay, she's re she really is doing something with, with um, her art and 
kind of, you know, taking that leap of faith to see what happens. And even though that that didn't necessarily follow the the trend that they were on back, you know, when they were growing up. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, I want to ask you about working a nine to five, that stretch yeah. of time and, um, you know, having the reawakening and saying, you know what, I'm going to commit to art full time. Because I think a lot of people, even during COVID, post COVID are like, I'm done with a nine to five. I wasn't having a good experience. And even companies are scrambling to improve employee experience right now. They're noticing um, that workplace culture, you know, whether people are remote or not, um, we're not serving our employees, you know, in general, as well as we could be. Did you have um, a less than ideal experience, a bad experience, or was it just like, this is just not me, and it's time to get back to who who I really am? Well, it's it's interesting because, so I still actually do work a nine to five. Okay. I work, I work in the personal development space now, um, but, you know, several years ago when I was kind of really just stepping into to fully owning art in, as a part of my life. I was working a different nine to five where I felt like I was just like on autopilot all the time. And I, it wasn't until I kind of just kind of stopped down and was like, you know what, I need to reset. I need to pause for a second because something's not working. I'm not necessarily fulfilled right now. Um, I, I loved my job at the time, but I just, I still felt like something was was missing and I and I knew that I needed to get back into um, my art and just my creativity and um, and I just I felt like I there was just this pressure to to move up within a job within a nine-to-five that I knew you know I wouldn't be there for the rest of my life I, I knew that that wasn't it but I still felt like I, I needed to be there I needed to have a job to support myself you know pay the bills like that's that's totally valid but I just I just knew that something was missing and it wasn't really until I kind of stepped into this new um, role it was just still a nine-to-five which I I thoroughly enjoy but I am working remotely and there's just something about even just working remotely just how how the dynamic of your day changes in a sense um, and the ability to to almost have time to breathe like breathing room to just think and just figure stuff out where I feel like I I couldn't do that with this almost like rat race mentality um Mm -hmm. several years ago you know just kind of just keeping up you know but um I do feel like like there's something interesting that happened I feel especially with COVID um and just being on lockdown that people kind of had a second to just like pause and like think and really like Uh, you know do the inner work to reflect on like okay like let's take inventory on life right now let's figure out what's going on let's explore new things and it it just was just like an interesting shift and it was it was great it was very like eye-opening and um and cathartic in a sense so it's 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 been a an oddly um rewarding experience and, and shift that's been happening over the past several years 
Yeah, I I agree. I had a, I hate to say I was like, I had a good quarantine. It was great. (laughs) Um, But no, I had an amazing quarantine where I, you know, you spend a lot of time with yourself. Uh, They say if you can sit in a room for an hour with yourself, then, you you know, you're you're good. You're doing the work. And I I, I totally um, resonate with the fact that you're in personal development. I feel like I'm a little bit of a junkie in that sense where, you know, I'm reading the Eckhart Tolle. I'm reading the spiritual steps, you know, Deepak yep. Chopra and I'm watching Marie Forleo and Gary Vee. How yep. do you feel about that space when, um, in terms of like race, gender and class, right? There you have the Simon Sinek's of the world and the uh, Lewis Howes and all of that. And there, it's a lot of like, think positively mm-hmm. to get the things you want. And a lot of times, a lot of these people, while they work hard, they do come from a bit of a cushion or, or a, a place of privilege because even I've seen extremely driven positive, even black women in their careers be burnt out trying to convince companies of their worth and things like that. It's like it's a little bit bigger than positive thinking. Yeah. So, you know, with that dynamic, I would love to hear, you know, what you think of that, especially because you're in that space professionally. Yeah, you know, I feel like, especially being a Black person and a Black woman, you're not necessarily expected to show your emotions in the way that I feel is okay now. Um, I feel like we've kind of stepped into this space where we can, you know, feel all of our feelings and just be vulnerable, which I I absolutely love. and I think, I think the hard part is knowing exactly how to do that because it's not going to look the same for everyone. You know, everyone's going through all, you know, different kinds of life stuff. So I, I feel like it's, we've reached like this interesting point where you kind of get to, to choose how you show up and choose how you, you know, think positively and, and tend to your self care. And, and I feel feel like the the hard part for me was especially when it comes to race and gender is I, I feel like you know I'm such an artist and I'm like a thinker I'm a true Aquarius I'm know? an Aquarius so, oh, my oh my gosh yeah so we're, we're speaking the same language we, we like... really are we really are <laughs> totally I got your number I'm gonna text I know you I'm gonna text you cat memes I, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and I, I just feel like we we've reached this point where we can well, what I was saying before, it's like, I feel like we, black women especially, are expected to operate, behave, think, speak in a certain way. And I felt like I personally was struggling to almost try and keep up with that mentality, but also um, be vulnerable and honest with myself. And I felt like the best way for me to kind of show up and and lean into that joy that we totally are, you know, valid of having that experience was was through art. And I, I feel like there's just so much chatter and, you know, sometimes, you know, like the news, like social media, all that stuff can be so confusing and toxic. And there's just like, you know, information overload, like constantly being poured, poured at you. And I, and I feel like it's, 
it's important to like if you don't know exactly how to say what you want to say how to to convey your feelings i feel like it's so important to just lean in to exactly what it is that that brings you joy and just do more of that because I, I just felt, you know, you have conversations with friends and family and there's just so much to, to say and and you, you try to, you know, operate and speak in a certain way. But for me, it was like the only way I know how to do this well is through art and through creativity. Um, so it's just like really leaning into those those moments more and using that kind of as your voice, your amplifier in a sense. Um, let's get into what you create. I have a question about, you know, you do figurative and you do abstract art. Usually artists are usually doing, you know, one or the other. Um, do you have a favorite style? You know, it's interesting because I feel like I've struggled with, with a while, I mean, for a while, just, you know, feeling like I needed to pick one or pick one lane or pick something but like my spirit just tells me like you can do all of this like you can do abstract you can do figurative you can do this or that and I feel like it's it's really based on my mood how I'm feeling um you know sometimes I just want to sketch with you know pen and paper and other times I'm just super into um creating these you know beautiful moody black women um and and I think that it's it's really just, and then that, my abstract art, um, it's more of like a, almost like a, a creative release where I'm just kind of just pouring everything out on, onto a canvas. So it's, it's been, it's been interesting. And I feel like I've, I've struggled with that a lot, like just feeling the need to, to stick to some one thing. Um, but it's, it's all about mood and I'm, I'm super just like, uh, all about leaning into your feelings and your mood and you know like whatever you feel like just just do it you know it's like there's no point in trying to to keep trying to fit yourself into a box um it's 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 kind of nice just kind of having that freedom and I, I feel like you can get away with that as an artist so you can yeah it's okay to be a multi-passionate y'all y'all can make whatever <laughs> you want to make create whatever yeah. you want to create and I think mood and spirit and vibe all of that is is so important and essential to to creating you know um what i also really loved about your process is you understand that business isn't um excuse me that art is a business and you know partnerships are important selling is important and i think a lot of artists they just want to create and there's this other part if you want to create and be autonomous you definitely have to become um the ceo right of your art and i Absolutely. feel like you've done that and so i want to talk to you about the business of art what um have you learned like how do you feel about let's say artsy which is an online art brokerage like how do you feel about that and I also saw that you did like the work workshop with Smirnoff you know because we all know that liquor even pandemic <laughs> liquor liquor is going to have the money you know right to, to, they're going to have the ad dollars they're going to have the partnership money so how did you do that you know it's interesting because so I feel like I've learned to treat my art business like a nine to five 
And I feel like I learned that, um, especially working in the personal development space, oddly, I feel like I, I now treat, so as opposed to just kind of painting something and, and you know, putting, up on it, putting it up on Instagram um, and just kind of seeing what happens, I've started to treat my entire art business like a nine to five, like I'm working for myself. And I've been able to do that just in terms of, you know, creating um, to-do lists, just even just staying organized with like spreadsheets of, um, you know, my inventory, what I'm selling and just really staying on top of it, answering emails, you know, every morning, um, following up, like all those types of things. And as soon as I kind of made that shift, things really started to fall into place and kind of flow naturally when I kind of took myself out of the equation and and made it so that I was working for myself I I, I became um, the employee of my business and since then it's just it just helps me stay focused helps me stay organized um, and it kind of helps put me in that mindset of like this is a job like this is your job you know even though you're the only employee and the CEO it's still your job and you know it it kind of helps to uh maintain that professionalism when it comes to partnerships and selling online and just just kind of shifting into that like um uh like not salesy but just like just becoming becoming the business um if if that makes sense I, i feel like it's just it's kind of like what i what naturally had to happen in order for me to fully take on art as my second nine to five essentially what um what do you like about owning the business like what are the good parts of being in the business of courtney heron the freedom really Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's really just the, the freedom um once you get a taste of what that feels like to work for yourself and work for you only um and you know navigate decisions and partnerships and relationships based on you you really there's no other there's no turning back um and i and i love that freedom i feel like that's that's such the you know in addition to feeling um that that rewarding feeling of creating art and knowing that someone you know has a piece of you with with your art um it's also just the freedom of saying I get to call the shots um you know this is this is what I get to do and there's there's nothing honestly there's nothing better than than having that freedom yeah I know that's a dominant uh trait of Aquarius too because <laughs> yep. we really love our freedom we sure do really <laughs> can't do like micromanager no control (laughs) controlling men you know right oh totally everything anybody trying to control it's really uh, there's a lot of resistance there uh because honestly we usually have a great idea and vision for our life and intention for what we want to do and um I definitely suffer from sometimes being too married to it like you said COVID you know pivot was the word of the year totally and I think that not having the two-year plan, the five-year plan. You know, most people who are diligent about their careers have these plans in yep. place. 
uh, man, I want to make this amount. I want to be here. And like so many people are just fine, not even working. Like they're just like, yeah. I'd rather do nothing until I figure out what I enjoy doing. I guess, like you said before, yeah. like, how can I be free? How yep. can I be happy? And they're not making that that sacrifice anymore. Even even parents, even moms are like, you know what? I'll yep. be unemployed at home with my kids until something that fits with this, you know, with my lifestyle and my responsibilities, right? Yep, exactly. So so yep. that I love. Now the controversial question is, <laughs> uh, what don't you like? Like what don't you like about the business, about art business, about any of it I'd love to hear it you know that's a that's a great question I feel like gosh that's really tough (laughs) because I do enjoy I was going to say the pressure of um like staying on top of certain commitments and and tasks and just partnerships like the back and forth of emails like things like that but at the same time I do kind of enjoy it in the back of my head like I I feel like although it can be like annoying sometimes or even just like back and forth with with emails and um trying to just you know figure out like like what works with partnerships with working with different people you know different personalities but I kind of enjoy it. You know, it's sometimes it's annoying, but it's like, I, I kind of enjoy it. Like, I, I like this. I feel like I've signed up for this. I, I, I wanted this, you know, I wanted, I wanted these interactions. I wanted these back and forths with, with, you know, different personalities when it comes to partnerships and stuff like that. Um, but, and I, and then maybe I'll say this. I think that the one thing that I, scares me a little bit is uncertainty you know that there's this idea Mm -hmm. that um you know sometimes you know not all artists make it so to speak yeah Um, so feeling like this pressure to make it whatever that means although I do feel like because I get to do what I love every day I have made it in a sense in, in my own personal way um but it's 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 a I feel like it's a it's a fluctuating feeling for me because there's times when I'm like really low about that kind of stuff like gosh like should I continue with this like should I continue pouring myself and my time and my energy into art knowing that like you know it could be all gone tomorrow you know I I I think about that you know I'm, I'm human I feel like I I have those feelings especially as an artist but um, but it definitely fluctuates. So it, you know, like I said, it's I'm all, all about mood these days. So it, it definitely kind of depends on, on the day and the, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's, that's what I would say um, for what I enjoy least about, about all this. I mean, what I hear sometimes too from black creatives and a lot of times like graphic designers and things like that is, you know, being called or being asked to do something for a low cost or for free um, can sometimes be an issue did you experience any of that where you felt like okay like that was way too low or I'm not going to do that you know where you felt like 
not that it was people try to exploit you, but I think right. that there's this idea of like, I'm going to pick your brain and take you to coffee or, you, you right. know, like, right, right. what I do for a living. <laughs> you know, not so much. I, I feel like I kind of embrace this mentality where I want to absorb all the different, um, you know, partnerships, interactions, not necessarily everything, but like, even if it was something below my standard price point, I I try to find the silver lining in it. Like, how is this going to be good for exposure, marketing? Like, I'm, I'm thinking about those things too. Okay. So it's it hasn't really been, and maybe that's a good thing, like a, an issue um, for me personally, um, doing stuff for low, you know, lower prices, because at the end of the day, like I get, I still get to do what I love and, there's a reason why that that partnership happened or why that that um collaboration happened and you know i try to find the silver lining in it and like you know i maybe i didn't make that much and that's okay but it's going to help me do xyz you know so it's it's i, I try to find the trade-off in that um so it that that's been that's been my experience personally I love that approach. I do think that there is a silver lining. Sometimes I, I barter with friends, you know, I'm doing like the Issa Rae philosophy where we're all working together or lifting each yep. other up yep. or what have you. And there's so much, you know, it's almost priceless, right? Totally. To yep. work with your circle and help them, you know, get things across the finish line or support them. And uh, karmically, you know, if we're getting into the woo-woo, which I totally. always want to get into. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Is that it does come back. Um, but I think your gut, like your intuition will tell you when this is not a fit, this is not a match, right? Yeah. And um, you should just always uh, be listening to that. And I think also art can take you in that space where, yes. wow, I'm really listening to that inner voice more where sometimes I think especially a gig or a job that's not fulfilling you that can um that diminishes a little bit because you're already going against you're doing something you don't like so you're already not listening on a day basis exactly so I think that the creative process just you know uh reawakens um that inside of you and so I would love to get into the future because it looks like the future is bright and going well. Um, you know, things are opening up. LA has yep. the lowest uh, infection rates of all the country. Finally, way, to be, right. way to be responsible. Totally. Um, but um, what what would you change? Like if you could do it all over and, and where is Courtney going? Like, you know, I was watching uh, that documentary on HBO about the black artists, about uh, yes. Kara Walker, yes. Gates, Theaster Gates, who is an acquaintance, not a great friend. In from I'm from Chicago, so the Rasheed Johnsons and all of those people overlap uh, in my world a Love little that. bit. And, um, you know, I went to the Amy Sherrill show uh, here at Hauser Worth. It was really great. Guys, if you haven't been, go to the Amy Sherrill show. Speaking of joy, I love that she draws just regular Black people in joyous settings. Amazing. Yep. Um, 
but um do you want to be represented by a gallery do you dislike the split you know like do you just want to stay independent you know do your chance to rapper for as long as possible like you know sell your merch or whatever um which by the way i'm like okay is there like put you here a t-shirt that i need to, <laughs> need to be getting okay. i know not yet um, not yet okay but yeah i just you know what what's the vision what's the vision well you know i i feel like when you asked if you know if you could do it all over again i feel like the only thing i would do all over again would be to start sooner because this is genuinely the happiest i've i've been in my entire life and i i have art to thank for that um so to have started sooner to have found that joy in my art again um would have been amazing but you know everything that's happened up until now you know for a reason and happening in d- divine timing for myself so um, I can't knock that but when it comes to the future um, I in my head I envision um, murals um, definitely stuff like on a larger grander scale I would love to be um, just represented just in the world you know, just passing by a, a random alley or a street and seeing a mural of mine on a wall would be incredible. Um, wow. And also, and also represented by a gallery. I would, I, I don't mind that. You know, I grew up going to to art galleries, and um, you know, cultural experiences were definitely a big part of my childhood in general. So um, that for me would feel somewhat full circle to to be represented in that way. Um, and at the end of the day, I still love doing it on my own too. You know, I, I like I like that I, you know, pack and ship my own orders, you know, here from my apartment and, you know, kind of send them off with, with love and, you know, happiness. And, you know, there's something that I do really enjoy about that. Just knowing that there's something physical coming from me to and going to someone who I've never even met maybe that that sees something in me and my art that, that they, they love and that that really brings me joy. But um, yeah, I feel like I just, you know, I, I'm going with this, I'm kind of just going with this flow and this vibe of just putting myself out there more. I'm doing more commissions and um, kind of just spreading myself out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm claiming it all, honestly, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm definitely into claiming and reclaiming all yes. of the time because we don't yes. get it back. Amen we sure don't. We sure don't. I love that. Um, so in terms of the mural, just a logistical question or a technical question, because I, I, I was a photographer. That's what I do. Like I am not a drawer or illustrator or painter. Um, but, um, is it the same? Like you just, you know, is it a certain skill to paint a mural versus on canvas or is it pretty much the same? uh, From what I've heard, I've asked a couple people who have done murals and they say it's pretty much just the same. Um, and that, you know, I feel like at one point I was presented actually through the Riveter to do a mural, but you know, things kind of with COVID happened and it fizzled. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, I remember I said yes to the opportunity, not knowing what I was about to do. I've never painted a mural before, but I, you know, I kind of like asked around and did some research. Um, and they say that it's pretty much just like the same thing, like painting on a canvas or, and you, you use similar paint. Like I was like, oh, it's gonna be, a little bit more doable than I thought. So um, yeah, so I think it's 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 much more straightforward than it than it appears. 
Yeah, because I love graffiti. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, at this point, we're children of hip hop and, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> so <Yep>. in <laughs> Chicago, I mean, like, when you look at slang and all these famous graffiti artists, um, that's, I mean, to paint with a spray can is outrageous. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy what yeah. they create from a spray it's can. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah, um, and every time it gets painted over, sometimes, especially in Chicago, I'm like, no, don't paint it over. It's so good. <laughs> um, tragic, but that's that's art, right? That's the yeah. permanence of street art. I would totally. love for you to get a mural. I think I, I, they're building up, because at some point I'm probably like you. I'm, I am down the line thinking of, like, getting... You know, like, do I want a storefront? Do I want a home? Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, right. <laughs> like Grace Park and you know Lamar Park and all those areas are so culturally rich yep. that I think it's going to be just so much opportunity. Everyone has just been waiting for this release of getting yes. back out there, and so I feel like you're definitely the type of person Aquarius you can't tell them shit they're gonna get it done <laughs> totally <laughs> if they are you know focused or determined to do something they're probably gonna get it get her done it could take yeah. 10 years we don't care we're not in a rush it's gonna happen to though it totally yep. totally so I feel like you are uh definitely gonna do it and I hope too to see you in a space again I feel like spaces are gonna come back so yep uh, yep you know, I, I love that vision. Um, and the last thing I would like to get into is how to find you. Let's, you know, you're doing more commissions. Someone wants you to do their, you know, wedding invite or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how do they find you? What's the best way? Well, um, you can find me at my website, which is CourtneyHeron.com. So C-O-R-T-N-E-Y-H-E-R-R-O-N.com. And um, Instagram, I'm on Instagram, same thing, at Courtney Heron. Um, and those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Um, on my website, you can find me via email. Everything's pretty consistent. So it's, it's going to be CourtneyHeron.com, my website, um, Courtney Heron Instagram and then uh, my email is hello at CourtneyHeron.com so um, I'm on all those I'm, I'm literally in those places all the time so uh, that's that's where anyone can find me to, to reach out or just say hi or you know you know just pass them by whatever so yeah or follow and just like stuff you know, <laughs> we know likes aren't dollars but likes are likes um, and I'm, I'm seeing that you have um, a newsletter I don't know how much you send it out but I'm gonna sign up today because I would love yeah. to go to some opening I have a feeling you're probably gonna have an opening at some point um, and I'd love to be there and, yeah claiming all um, of that yeah wait for that whenever that happens <laughs> yeah yeah I I truly truly thank you for your time and energy today thank you for being on you have to wear something you guys go follow her and support her um and um wow to the future to coming out of all of this i love it thank you so much nicole i really appreciate it all right have a good afternoon you too okay Bye. bye